the Brum Radio shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hiya loves, just to let you know that this podcast, this Barbara Nice and Friends podcast coming from Paul's Shed is proudly part of the Birmingham Comedy Festival running this year, 2020, what a year it's been, from Friday the 2nd to Sunday the 11th of October. And the website is behamconfest.co.uk, on Facebook, Twitter, and I think the taxman's after them as well. Right, hiya Paul. Hello. Hiya, Barbara Nicey. Kids, Barbara and Trice at Nice and the Biscuit, reaching out and talking to the followers. Now, <laughs> you're probably the fobs, the friends of Barbara. Yeah. Now, I know that we stopped doing it for a bit. I, I think we must... Did we fall down the charts, Paul? I've not been wanting to ask um, you, but I'll ask you now. Tell yeah, us the truth. We did. Get, of course yeah. we did. I only get emails when we're back in the charts, so it keeps telling me that we're going up the charts by telling me that we're down, like, three when last oh, week... That's not bad. Last week we weren't in the charts, so we, we must have gone we're shooting up. back in the up. charts. <laughs> ah, thanks. So well. Oh, bless you. Thank you, everybody, because we're back in the charts. We're back in there, back in the game. Yeah. Because we the... did fall out of the charts. <laughs> I, I know that. What you need to be in the charts is to put some episodes out, and that was our failing for a bit. We weren't doing it. How could we be in the charts if we weren't doing anything chartable? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so if you're enjoying the podcast and you're glad they're back, I want you to tell somebody and say, I don't know whether you know, but Barbara Nice's podcasts are back. And they might say, we don't even know what the pigging were in the first place. <laughs> say, well, catch up on them. It was unbelievable over early lockdown. We was doing it every day, weren't we? Oh, it was tiring. Well, it kept me going. I don't know it about you. Me, it kept me going in those hot afternoons. And you and Juliet balcony with only your underpants on. It hey, was boiling in there. I, I dressed up for you, Barbara. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got to tell you, I wasn't wearing much. <laughs> anyway, that's not true. I, I'm just, just saying stuff. So we, we are in for a, a long winter, probably. So we are going back to all this, reaching out across the world, New Zealand and all that. We have we lost mm. all our people in different places now. Yeah. Where, where have we been? New Zealand? We had China, was it? We're China, various. big in China. We've been everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. And it's interesting because I'll get the guest on in a minute. Mm. Uh, the, the wonderful Alex Lowe does loads of characters. Why do people do characters? Why can't they just be themselves? It's a bit <laughs> cheating, isn't it, really? Who does he do? Barry from Watford, Clinton Babbitties. Mm. He's yep. perfectly all right as himself. I don't know why he can't just be himself. Any road. I did something for something. I can't tell you where it is because it hasn't come out yet. I love a where they wanted me to talk about my podcast oh, yeah. in a thing. So I'm bam, Barbara and I is talking about Barbara and I's podcast in a television programme. In a TV. That'll come the only thing is, though, Paul, you know, they wanted me to... I started talking about sex. That's probably... Because that's what they wanted. And that's oh. probably why I mentioned having no clothes on. Yeah, then. I was going to say. But you know, it's always not been like that, really. It's just been having a good laugh and talking to people, which we will do to Alex Lowe when we can get hold of him. I think he's in London. It, I think London's a bit busier now. Do you remember we talked to Jenny mm. Clare and she said mm. she drove through with her husband and it was empty. I think it's busier now. Do yes. you? Well, there's lots of news reports saying you must get out there or we'll lose sandwich shops or you must get out there or we'll lose coffee that. shops. It's like, well, let's have a coffee at home. That's what I hear. It's funny what's going on. Because on one hand, they say, well, that Rishi Sunak, eat out to help out, mm. eat out to help out the virus. 
Yeah. All kicked off after and not having a go at Rishi seems to be all right. He's well, well, well who knows what In com- he's like. Comparatively. We don't know what he's like. I'm going to be honest now. I don't pick. And I'll tell you something else now. I heard today. The... I'm going to get political now, Paul, and I don't mm. pick in care because I don't like that Dido Harding. Right. Don't know that she's one. In, she's doing everything, isn't she? I've, I don't know. I know Dido Harding. Don't you know who she is? No. She works for the Jockey Club. They right. put her in charge of uh, public health. Hmm. She, and, and I know Dido. I used to do some cleaning for Dido. <laughs> and I'm telling you now, she was always at Ladbrokes. She's never <laughs> out of Ladbrokes. So she, I'm concerned about her being given too much power. Yeah. And also, I don't know you know, Paul, they're going to start charging people for having their ears syringed at the GP. Oh, oh no. That was one of my favourite things. <laughs> well, you're going to have to... Well, that's it. The trouble is people were going in there just for a thrill. Yeah. I think people were going in there, oh, I've got nothing to do. I'll have my ears syringed. Oh, I, used to, I never went in just for that, but I was like, while I'm here, I might, while I'm here, that was a joke. Oh, oh very clever. good, Paul. Yeah, go but on. No, I didn't actually... No, anyway, I just I like... Quite... I, I always got the nurse to, uh, you know, to, well, to while what? I'm here, to syringe my ears. <laughs> So it's great, and you walk out, oh. and you could hear it. You could hear like a mouse sneeze. So people were going in there for say, I don't know, what mm. was you going in for? Just for a checkup, or just because I had to have medical, or just baby. And things. they go, while I'm here, yeah. you couldn't syringe my ears for me, yeah. would you? Do you think a lot of people have been abusing the service? Then, well, or? I think the amount of wax that came out, it was a necessary need. It wasn't abuse. Well, I don't know what's. Anyway, that's interesting to me. If anybody's listening to this, and I know you are. And you've got any information on ear syringing, whether like Paul, you've just been going in, <laughs> abusing the system with them while I'm here. Oh, you've got Can it you do me ears? You've got it out uh, of me. Sort of stuff. Or uh, are you one of those who need their ear syringing for balance reasons and just to bloody hear people? I think it's... And a, it's no longer available As I work you. in As I work in audio, I think it's, it's a very important. Thing. I think yeah. I need to hear things more than most, so I think I need my ear syringed. I should have it as a... A service for the podcast. Well, it's going to cost eighty quid now. Oh, well, right to our podcast. And it is a serious thing, isn't it? Oh yeah. Well, Amelia, can you do me ears? (laughs) I think I want to know if other people have been doing this. I think I already know the answer. Yes, they have. (laughs) I've never had mine done. Never. Oh, you'd you'd be able to hear a mouse like scuttle across the. Maybe I don't need them, but some Mm. people do, don't they? You might be one of those that need it. It Proves your hearing by like two hundred percent. You won't believe. What did you say? 200%. 200%. Pardon? 200%. Pardon? <laughs> you get the gag. Know, I've never had my ear. Okay. Every now, time. listen, we mess every time. <laughs> now, we're messing around now because we're waiting from the City of London. One of our great, I think, one of our, honestly, he's done everything. He's one of those people who go, was he in that? Yeah, he was. Was he in that? Yeah, he pig. He was. And that, and that. He's hardworking. He's brilliant. And I can't wait to talk to him. He is the wonderful, the absolutely brilliant... Alex Lowe. Oh, I think he's coming in now. Now listen, we thought we'd finish this pigging podcast. Then I get a message. The podcast you're about to listen to is me, and of course Paul, uh, chatting on. And then the guest is the great Alex Lowe. And um, we did the interview. It was all lovely and I... Well, you'll hear what I say afterwards. I thought it was brilliant. I think he's great. And then I said to Rata Paul, he said to Rata me, oh, fantastic. Then this morning I wake up to a message from Paul. What did that message say, Paul? It said, I lost you, Barbara. Everyone was recorded <laughs> in the podcast, but I lost you out of it, which is kind of the draw of the Barbara Nice podcast. 
have Barbara in That's here. right. Just add, just add, add friends. We have no Barbara. <laughs> so um, he's. Uh, we're gonna. We, what we're gonna do now? Because I like telling you what we're doing. I don't like any fake news. I think it gets people in a lot of big in trouble. <laughs> I just want to tell you what we're gonna do. He's a good lad, Paul. <laughs> he's very nicely brought up, and his mum and dad are listening. He's a bloody credit to you, and I don't usually swear. <laughs> and um, what we're going to do is, is, is listen to it all, try to work out what the question must have been <laughs> I've asked. I know you can understand what's gone wrong. You can hear everybody but me <laughs> in the interview. So Paul's gone through and worked out what the questions are. So I, when you're listening, wherever you are, New Zealand, Tokyo, the Isle of Wight, if you're listening, you think, well, it seems a bit hard, Barbara's a bit stilted. Where's her joie de vivre? Where's her get up and go? It's because we've just had to record it afterwards and slip it in, as he actually <laughs> said to the bishop. But if it doesn't work, Paul's laughing now, that little laugh he's got. If it doesn't work, I'm very happy for Paul just to play it without me saying anything. And you, the listening public, the fobs, the friends of Barbara, Work out what most of Barbara have said to get that response from Alex Lowe. I think I kind of prefer that method anyway. So we might do a bit of both. We might do some of it. Obviously what Paul makes of it. Don't when you're working all the pigging time, re rectifying this. Um, so I will ask the questions and then Paul will slip them in as, as to her. So I hope that it makes sense what's going to happen. So we recorded this, very happy with it. We realised for some reason he couldn't hear me on the actual interview. So we're going back now and rectifying that. So this is a bit extra at the beginning of this podcast. Then we'll just begin it as we did it yesterday, thinking there was no trouble. Is that all right, Paul? Yeah, and one thing, listen back to it, I've noticed you can hear the dog a lot more as well. So there is a dog part. Oh, we better tell you the other dog. <laughs> People go, what big into? There's a dog, uh, his lovely daughter I've met's bedroom, mm. and uh, they've got a dog, and the dog is chewing. And again, work out what it is. I thought it could be a Polly Pocket. <laughs> but they're from the 1980s, and I think they're worth a bit now, so he'd be a fool if he's left a Polly Pocket on the floor. <laughs> um, especially when he's worried about money. Could get that on Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> It's got some toy and it's kind of chewing it. So you can hear that. But I quite like that. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. Anything else to get their ears accustomed to? No, it's just the dog barking in the background. That's mainly it. Otherwise, he's uh, chewing and chewing, lots of chewing. Professional podcaster and has his own great microphones that filter out sound. Apart from the dog. Do you wonder? <laughs> I'm going to put something. All right. I'm going to bring something in now. Go on. You've just said something very interesting to me. PP, professional podcaster. <laughs> Do you think that his microphone was so good mm. that it took over from mine and washed me out? <laughs> no, no, I wish it. I wish it was that easy, but because I need have a you on his feed or something like that. But no, it's when I downloaded. It, I record you all separately in separate feeds, so he can't affect you. But, all um, right then, people are going to sleep now, Paul. But we've got <laughs> to, asked. we've got to keep them going. I know I asked. I know. Sometimes I'm only asking out of politeness. <laughs> I'll edit that out. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on then. Let's get on with it. So you know, Paul's right. Listen out for the dog. Listen out. We might. I might sound a bit stilted. If you want to listen to what it was really like without me saying bugger all, you can download that from another source. Over and out. Here we go. I heard a terrible story the other day. Have we started? We haven't started. Now listen. I've got to let you know that we are now recording. 
We're just starting. Uh, the Fobs, the friends of Barbara, are listening to you, love. Oh, very good. How did you go? Did you get set up all right? Have you? Well, because you're a very keen podcaster yourself. Have you got all the equipment? Have you had any problems getting on? No, no. Like maybe leaving out me? Have you? If you just flipped a switch, Alex, so that the audience can't hear me. I must just ask him. Do you it. know my friend? Do you know Paul Putner? He used to be in, well, he was in Little Britain in the Fat Fighters Club and the various sketches in Little Britain. And he used to be with Leon Herring playing the Curious Orange anyway. He was telling me about an, uh, uh, an act, uh, I think it's a photographer friend of his, who had to do a sort of, I don't say an audition, but an interview for a job down the line to some fancy Dan. And he's sort of struggling a bit to set it up. And just went, I haven't got time, and just cut him off. <laughs> Which seems to me to be very mean, because as you say, we're all learning. And then he was furious and spoke to his agent, who got in touch with this woman and said, no, 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 we all know the score now. You know, if you're not proficient in it, you know, so sorry. It's like, oh, cheers. You know. <laughs> oh, you are. You're right there, Alex. We have to be everything to all people. It's all right for them lot, isn't it? Rushi Sunak and all that lot saying um, where the entertainment business is not important. It's not was it it's viable or something like that. But we've got to make a piggy living, love. We are. We are trying to live a life, aren't we, love? You know what I mean? We we want to be viable. That's right. We do have to be. I mean, I, I sort of think that we are, this is not letting the government off the hook, but, you know, any of us in the arts, anyone who's worked in the arts is used to ducking and diving and somehow scrabbling for a living. However, I, I this weekend I got in a right panic. I got in touch with all sorts. I got my old diary out, got in touch with anyone I've ever had a gig with. And I'm coming to you soon. <laughs> uh, and, of course, all all the money has gone down because for social distancing, it means there's less people. Honest, I can't bear to tell you what I've agreed to do for, for no virtually no money. <laughs> How has it all been for you, all this, you know, pandemic and all that? Cop? I've just uh, completed an entire bloody six episodes of my podcast down the line. It's extraordinary. I mean, I, to be honest, it was a kind of very skilled editor, but it still did take a lot of teamwork to come up with something which we're putting out that, that was all the actors down in their houses, in, in their makeshift soundproof booths and on their laptops and rigging up microphones. So, you know, that as you say. Yeah, it's all yin and yang finish. We start skiing up, isn't it, Alex? And a lot of things have benefited, not benefited, but you know what I mean, have, have flourished a little bit with all this that's going on. Whereas other things, it's been the death knell, like the arches. Is that true? I think people just saw it for what it was, an awful pig in endless monologues. Oh, I wonder if I will go down to the end of the lane today. You know what I mean? Who cares? It showed itself up, really, uh, Alex Love. For what it is, it's just boring talk yeah. from farmers. <laughs> And I think people have seen through it. And, yeah. Is there anything that you think, love, has um, gone downhill well, over all this? You know, yeah, exactly. You know, the I, now I hate to say this because I know both of these people, but you know, and I'm sure other people have slagged them off, but you know when David Tennant and Michael Sheen did that, that drama about they were on Zoom, two actors, 
whatever that was. I've got to be honest, and if they're listening, it really annoyed me because there's two sort of multi-millionaire blokes who presumably got paid for that script. And I think it was put out by the BBC, was it? I don't know who it was by, but it was a proper TV show all about two actors who are struggling to rehearse over the line or, to be honest, only saw about five minutes of it, but it wound me up so much. And it's sort of in jokes about, you know, tr coping with Zoom and how on earth do these poor, much put upon millionaires manage? And I'm thinking that it's all very well being ironic about it and satirising it. There are those of us who are doing that and struggling for real. And, you know, those two, <laughs> the irony is don't have to worry. But there's people very much like you and me. Yeah, exactly. And I just thought, well, thanks a lot. because You've sort of killed that idea, you know, and you, you've it's almost like they, they grabbed a monopoly on it very early. Oh, this is going to be funny. A funny take on how actors are going to have to survive. Well, there ain't nothing funny about it. <laughs> it's sort of flipped a switch for me. I thought, oh, this is what it's like. It's just oh, so up its own ass. It's unbelievable. So that's what I mean. Why? Why? I mean, for them to be doing it, it, it just seemed sort of stealing everyone's thunder. It, it, it's like I don't think they really have a massive problem. Those two people like me struggling to put a podcast for which I will earn very little money together. Oh, dear. I've mentioned money a few times now. That's I, no one wants to hear that. Everybody's worried about me. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Well, God, I tell you what it is. I have got a huge archive of stuff I've recorded over the years. Uh, and I just put those out every now and then. I also put out sort of photos and funny little uh, films I did on my tour as Clinton Baptiste. And now I'm launching my new podcast. Uh, I'm offering a newsletter, actually, which is for free. And um, I'm just going to go here and maybe record some interviews with people or record some funny little um, stuff as Clinton. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. But someone <laughs> somewhere I'm hoping is interested. I'll tell you what was so lovely. And I know that all my podcast listeners will be thinking, oh, aren't we lucky listening to this kind of talk? A peep into show business. When you said, I know David Tennant and Michael Sheen personally. Do you really know him, love? I tell you how my uh, David Tennant used to live with, you know, Arabella Weir from the far show. Can you hear the dog eating something behind? Who is that dog? She, she, the dog is eating uh, some keepsake of hers. I'm just going to get it off. Get up! Bloody hell! Right, done. Um, yeah, so it's something like that. It's something like that. Uh, uh, so yeah, I knew Michael, uh, I knew David Tennant when he used to live with Arabella Weir. And, um, I always remember he was in a drama called the lunatics have taken over the asylum or something like that. And I had done a bit in the far show where I'd met Arabella Weir and she said, you want to meet the guy I'm living with? Oh, he's got it all. Oh, he really, no, he is going to be something. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> in that, professional jealousy damn him and sure enough she was right and um but he was always very nice david and then um i know michael sheen because he used to be married to kate beckinsale and i did two films which we you know we were both in she was in much much bigger parts 
But um, I met him then, and then I met him doing a drama in Malta, and he was very nice. So I don't like slagging them both. Right, off. one second. This this is for anyone who's for any anyone who's who's interested in how to deal with dogs. This is not the way. If there's any would be Barbara Woodhouses out there, hold on, just a minute. Now, Millie, leave that alone. That's it. Good girl. Good girl. Out! Hey, are you a dog person, Axel? Yeah. Well, I wasn't really a doggy... We'll talk about you in a minute, Janice. I feel like this is all, this is all me. Janice? But, um... Well, who thanks Janice, love? Oh, Barbara, sorry. Barbara, oh, I do Barbara. beg your pardon. Hold on. Sorry, Barbara. Um, yeah, no, well, I was never really a uh, doggy type person. And what happens is you go out and there's a whole politics of walking a dog. So, you know, you take the dog out and you, there's a lot of chatting you have to do with people. And I'm not a particularly doggy person. My wife can talk about it. And I feel like I might just get a leaflet, a, a flyer and go, all the information you need is on there. I don't want to talk about dogs. Because normally, you know, in a bit of a rush, I want to walk the dog and get on with my other stuff. But, um, you know, they say that there's a, there's a drama coming out, isn't there, with Davy Johns. David Johns and Dave Johns and um, Alison Steadman, where they're a middle-aged couple who end up having an affair. And that's always the thing they say, you know, that, that, that dog walkers end up chatting and you, you end up having an affair. But I'm, what, what are you up to, Barbara? Tell me. What have I been up to? Well, I've been out and about a little bit, which I've enjoyed. I, yeah. I did a football club outside and that was very nice. Uh, lovely. I think people were glad to get together. It was, um, what was it called? Yeah. What was nice about it, you can have a laugh. It's all right on Zoom. In fact, I love Zoom. But it was sort of really nice to be out you know, freezing to death under blankets, under umbrellas and things like that, really living the beda loca. And I said to the fella, Foxy, who does the, the, um, does the pitch, keeps the grass going, put it in his leg, really, because I knew what the answer would be. But I said, hey, Foxy, I was miles away from everybody. Stood in the middle of a football pitch. Everybody else, you know, sat where the supporters sit. It was... They said it wasn't a problem for them social distancing because nobody ever used to go anyway. You know, it's the same really as an ordinary match. But said, um, I said to Foxy, hey, Foxy, would you mind love, if I played a socially distanced game of what's the time, Mr Wolf, on your award-winning pitch? And you know what she said, Alex? She said, sod off. <laughs> you know what I mean? The cut and thrust of daily life. People mingling. That's why I miss a bit. The mingling of humour. I, mingling I humor. went, yeah. I went down to Cheltenham, a bloke called Joe Roundtree got me uh, down to Cheltenham and it was one of those, for any sort of performers out there, normally when I have a gig I feel sick all day with nerves, even now at my grand old age. I just, you know, it's there's something so sort of immediate about it, there's you, a microphone, do that. did they like it, didn't they like it, there's no sort of, oh I like the design in Act 2, it's like, did, did I, did I conquer it or not and I was very nervous I've not been on the stage for like six months and I drove down there the whole way down you know going through my script and and you know this Barbara I'm much more of an actor than I am a stand-up so if people do any heckling or I don't I don't you know I like to go this is the script everyone be quiet and listen and we'll all have a lovely time and I drove down to Cheltenham just feeling awful and it was a really sort of nice thing actually and it was like a mini festival and um people were were spread out and um you know it was all quite safe 
and I just had a great time. Um, and I was on with Danny Ward and um, Raymond and Mr Timpkins. I'll tell you what I think it is. It's not so much the doing it, you know, being on stage or, you know, on grass or on wherever you're picking up. It's the backstage banter of seeing people. Yes. And I've been watching, uh, I don't know whether you watch or anybody that's listening watches, uh, Talking Pictures. What a good thing that oh, is. Yeah. It's on the telly. And I think it just came out of a shed. Hey, Paul, think on. That's why Talking Pictures started. Love, we could make a fortune. They just show these films. And I was watching one the other day while I was ironing. And there was a, it was about the theatre life. And there's a lot of, well, it was about a murder, really. But there was a lot of scenes backstage in the dressing room and I just saw them sat down, you know, with all them lights around. I thought, oh, I do miss being backstage. Mind you, you know, I've never really had lights around the thing. It's usually lucky if you're in a big enough toilet to swing a cat. Yeah. But, um, well, uh, I miss the backstage. Yeah, I do know. Do you? It's lovely to meet people. And, and I think it sort of keeps you young, doesn't it? going meeting people all in it together i've always loved that you know whether it's as a comedian or an actor that sort of that sense of we're all in this together as you say we're all in this together uh, and you know when yeah, you that's... get on stage and you can see the whites of each other's eyes and you're looking through each other's eyes thinking oh blimey we're all out here on the stage it's all a bit of a risk it's like being in any team sport tremendous camaraderie and that's why it's such a poor poor um imitation trying to do comedy on Zoom or something, you know. When do you think you first got the performing bug, love? And looking back, do you wish you'd wash your hands? <laughs> well, I was very, very young. I was sort of about 11 years old. And uh, I grew up in a sort of middle-class northwest London suburb, Pinner. And uh, some of my, you know, contemporaries at school went to this very st serious drama school after school, which was run by two women who used to work at the Guild Hall. And I think they were retired drama teachers. And from about the age of 11 to 18, I'd go to these drama lessons, which were very sort of formal drama school style lessons. So it wasn't a drama club. It wasn't like a passing around youth club. It was really kind of focused. And when you're, I mean, that sounds very grand, but when you're that age, you're like a sponge. You don't realise what you're taking in. And, and, you know, so for years and years and years, I went to this thing, uh, you know, and as I got into my teenage years, I was probably taking it less seriously. You know, there was a lot of arsing around and uh, laughing at things. But um, they had a sort of um, a kid's agency attached to it. And that was, was something I joined and I started doing some professional things. But... Um, my parents were really, it was not their thing at all. I mean, even to this day, they're a bit why my mum is um, probably a bit funny about me doing any of this for a living, and I'm 52 now. Uh, so I think that I, it was just, you know, it's so thrilling, and I, it's probably some deep-seated, oh, God, you know, desire to be loved. Why does any performer do it? I don't know. But there, there is a sort of thing about, you know, uh, for a long time, my mum would, you know, she'd phone me up at quarter to three on a Tuesday afternoon and say, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, my God, what am I doing? You're right. What am I doing? You know, there are people of my age doing triple heart bypass surgery. And what am I doing? Oh, I was I was on Facebook. You know what I mean? So I do feel this kind of ridiculous guilt about doing oh, any of this. Listen, stuff. your mum would be very proud of you. You've done good. And if she's listening, stop worrying about him, love. He's, 
he's, oh, he's a success. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Now listen, love everybody. I know that everybody will have been thinking, isn't he absolutely tip top? Which you are, love. Now, if people want to listen to your podcast or see what you're up to. How can they get hold of your cock? I've got... To, they can't get hold of my cock, but what they can... Uh, what, really well, though, for, for a few quid. <laughs> um, right. Barbara, nasty but nice. Naughty but nice. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I'm doing... I've got my podcast uh, coming out on Wednesday, Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Podcast Series 3, which is all set in a healing festival. So the idea is that Clinton doesn't want to be an end of the peer uh, clairvoyant anymore, and he wants to mix with these new ages. And of course, the poor sod finds he's not really welcomed in there in their folds so he, go, he goes to a new age festival and he struggles to um you know adopt all their terms and be like all these new ages and very open-minded and free thinking but he can't help giving himself away that he's basically a charlatan maybe no more so than some of those people but um so it's just that we we've done like two series and a christmas special of people phoning up clinton with their paranormal questions and their ghost stories and we suddenly thought we can't keep doing that so it's it's a sitcom it's over six episodes and it's out on wednesday and it's called clinton baptist paranormal podcast series three the healing festival so it's a hell of a mouthful um and then you know there's details on there about my patreon and you know i've got a few gigs as clinton but when this is all over i'll tell you exactly how much money i'm getting paid and you say i wouldn't bother <laughs> right oh thanks for coming on alex it's oh. been absolutely brilliant to oh. you, love and see you soon all right lots of love everyone chin up everyone great to speak to you all right ta-da love Right, go on. What what were you saying to me? So then, Barbara, what's this secret? What's this? How come you talk about me on TV? What's this? I'm about? not talking about you. Why do you think? Because it's about the podcast. It's well, uh, it's about um, you, Paul. Can you do the podcast about me? No, but it doesn't mean I'll be talking. Anyway, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. Yeah, it's a secret. All right. Well, tell with me. Lucy, I can't tell you. Mm. LB Lucy. Lucy? I shouldn't be telling you that. Lucy. Mm. Yeah. All right, Lucy Beaumont. She was on the podcast like the third one in lockdown. So. Yeah. Did I mention it on there? We were doing you it. Might, you might have mentioned that. She oh, because like, like oh, anyone, right. It's not a secret then, is it? Like she anyone it else then? who comes on the podcast, you ask them to do your lock-in, and she said you should come on the show. That's so. right. Mm. That, oh, has she done your right. lock-in? <laughs> no, she hasn't. Oh, well, I, did, I did do the podcast. <laughs> I did becoming a nice, lovely girl, and her and yeah. John, her husband. Mm. So we done, yeah. So that the pod, I'm going to be doing mm. podcast on the thing. But like wow. I said, in, it, it's not quite like I do it. And I'm no? afraid, Paul, there's no absolutely no mention of you. Oh, that's a, that's a shame. I'm really sorry. The trouble is I sit muted while the guests are on. They don't know who I am. That's the problem. Anyway, I'm very sorry about that. High tide raises all ships. So what's good for the podcast is good for me as well. So I will let you off. Uh, I think you've got to repeat that nautical phrase. Did High like, tide. High tide raises all boats. It's like in, a, in the harbour if it, when the tide right. gets higher. It raises all ships and boats. And in the you harbor. know what that's making me think of? 
Were you ever <laughs> around the horn where it's always nice and warm? Where there's a lion and a unicorn riding on the donkey? Hey ho, away we go, donkey riding, donkey riding. Oh my hey God. ho, away we go, riding. No <laughs> nautical tales. You know, comedians have walk-on music. Can you, you have you that? I think you should. I love show business, I don't mind telling you. And when Alex was saying about, you know, the thrill of getting out there and people back, it's backstage mm. I'm missing more than anything else. Yes. We'll have to I have a nice backstage on. chat after the podcast, see if that helps. We do like a backstage <laughs> chat. Did it work on or, the Zoom, the secret Zoom room before your podcast, like for your Zoom it's thing? It's nice seeing everybody. Yeah. Had a good laugh with Paul Foot. Oh, yeah. He's very funny. <laughs> he was, oh, yeah. Anyway, I am thinking of doing it. I'll have to get back to doing the Zoom. We'll just Alex do is right. We just sat at home. We'll <laughs> just talk. do the backstage part and get all the comedians have a chat. That might be quite nice. Because he's, not, he, he's right, there isn't any money really. And it's all right, David Tennant and Michael <laughs> Sheen. But mm. I think they have, Alex was right, they have got a bob or two. So do support live entertainment. And I was thinking, oh, you know, live entertainers as much mm. as you can. And uh, this Patreon stuff. All that stuff Alex was doing, I've mm. got nothing to give, really. No. So if anybody's listening to this and think, I oh, would, well, Barbara, I'll give you a fiver for a month. You see, listen, Paul, is yeah. this podcast, could anybody pay for this? Or is we that could. breaking the rules? No, we could set up a Patreon. Either, you haven't, really. The, uh, the dream so, was we'd shoot up the charts and we'd get so much that we'd, they'd be begging know, to advertise. We've, shut, we've shut out of them and we're back <laughs> in again. Yeah, so ask about Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll work out. All this right, is the backstage kids. chat you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's really like. <laughs> the backstage chat, yeah. How can I make some piggy money with Christmas coming? Oh. Right, everybody, enjoy yourselves. Look after yourselves. If you're going for a walk today, I've been doing a lot of cold swimming. I went yeah. in on I went in on Sunday. Did you? It was quite. Yes, it did. Well, September the twenty something. It was quite a nice day actually. If you got on the Saturday, it'd been windy and freezing, but Sunday yeah. was all right. It was nice, but it was cold. I'm mm. going to see if we can keep going. I'll let you know all when right. the last one is. We never know when the last one is, do you? And if you want Barbara's swimming podcast, then uh, separate that be on your Patreon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you want to, if you want me to talk about yeah, and the gardening swimming. one, mm. there's loads of it. Gardening okay. tips, yes. Yeah, we do can't that. keep asking people for money, it's boring. <laughs> right, all right, kids, lots of love over and out. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.